I have a very simple strategy that quite possibly could transform some of the results or some of the morale, some of the work, some of the relationship between senior leaders and the people that serve on their diversity groups, diversity uh, committees, whatever it is, whatever you call it in your organization. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and comforts in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. I mean, really, this could be completely life-changing for you. Some of you are going to hear this and be like, already got it. Already doing it. And that's great. And what I would say is don't tune out. Um, take this as your sign to go tell a friend of yours to do this at their company. And here it is. Compensate the people that are serving on your diversity committees. Pay them. Now I can already hear, I already know, I already hear the grunts and the deep breaths and the, oh my God, you don't realize that we had to cut the budget last year. I can hear it. (laughs) I already hear it. And it's amazing to me how many companies and organizations around the country want their staff and are requiring their staff to do this in a volunteer fashion. So what you're saying to your people is do the work that we paid you for and we hired you for But this work, this work that we are calling our priority, this work that we are calling uh, what is going to change our company into the future, this work, this is volunteer. So if you already work eight to 10 hours a day on whatever it is that your specialty is, then when it comes to cultural diversity and the goals that the organization said that it wanted to, to meet, that your people, your staff, now have to figure out where to fit this work in. You know, sometimes it's just good for you to hear somebody else say it to you. 
or again, maybe there's some of you are listening today and you're like, you know what? I need to go talk to my organization and tell them about this. Some of you are serving on these committees and you're like, yes, thank you for saying that. Somebody, thank you for saying that. Compensate these people. Because here, here are some things. Here are some things that are happening um, when you ask your staff to be volunteers in this work. Okay. Number one is in many companies and organizations, the people that are starting to make up these uh, diversity, diversity and culture committees uh, or councils or groups or community groups or whatever it is that you call them in your organization, that they are usually made up of diverse people in your organization. And for many organizations uh, that I serve uh, and people that are connected to me, that this group of people, of minority cultured people, they are a, indeed a small minority in your company. And so the company says, we have all these goals, we have all these dreams, we have all these visions to become a multicultural organization and then you put together a volunteer group and these dear people on diversity committees are trying to do really good work. They actually, a lot of them, if you asked them, they would rather be doing this than doing the, the job that you hired them for. <laughs> I mean, that's just true. Most of them, they're on these uh, groups, they're serving uh, on these uh, on these committees because they care about this work so deeply. And not only do they just care about it, but this work personally impacts them. And so can you imagine what it looks like when this new priority in your organization or this new thing that you want to do, or you keep saying how important this is that you put no resources towards it for your own people. Now I hear you now, hear you now, Nikki, um, you know, they already agreed, agreed to their salary or, you know, we had to cut the budget or we don't have the money for that or blah, 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 blah. Right. I hear it and I hear you. And there is no reason why the people that work on some of these committees that are currently volunteer, that as they are working on the committees that you cannot, um, give them as a supervisor or a manager or a leader or whatever, give them an additional two to three hours a month. I'm not even talking about a week yet. You know why? Because I don't want to ask you to do anything hard yet. A month. Think about that. Two to three hours per month to work on what the senior leaders said was one of the most important things that you're working on during the year. I mean, that makes sense, right? So when I say compensate, I'm saying when, when, when your people are working on these diversity uh, councils and these diversity committees, these groups that, the managers and, and, and the leaders need to be proactive in saying for the time that you're on this committee or this council, again, whatever you call it, this group, 
For the time that you are working on it and making the organization better by your input, I am now taking your job description and putting in it two to three hours a month, okay, we'll start small, two to three hours a month in your job description that will then allow you to at least be able to, while you're at work and not at home or trying to hang out at happy hour or while you're trying to bathe your kid or whatever it is, that you will have two to three hours here to work on this work. And it'll be part of your job. It'd be part of your job description, right? Can you imagine how that might change for some of you that have people in these volunteer positions? Like what if they had two to three hours a month during the course of the year to sit down and really give their best intention to this work instead of trying to fit it around everything else that the organization said that it needs them to do. I mean, if you're listening to this and particularly if you are totally disagreeing with what I'm saying here, I would love to hear from you. Like seriously, you know, you know me, if you listen to me, um, you know, by now there is no judgment. Uh, I will not label you, I will not shame you, whatever, but I would love to hear what you think about this. You can email me at info at NikkiLearner.com or you can go to the website, NikkiLearner.com, hit the contact me button and when you uh, email me via the website, that goes directly to me because I would really, really love to know um, if there are any of you listening and you have a pushback to this because I would really like to know why you or, or your organization feels like it's better to have people volunteer for something that the organization said that it, it's one of, the, one of its priorities. We need to compensate people, whether that's time, whether that's money, whether that's a stipend, whatever it is, you need to find it for them. It's crazy that this is a volunteer position because again, here's, here's what happens. Not only do you have, you know, th this, uh, this small uh, group of people, this, uh, most of the, the minority cultures in your organization. So just go with me here for a minute. So think about how that looks. That again, the thing that, that your organization said was the, the most important thing, you have a small group of minority folks working on and you're not gonna pay them. And you're not going to give them time uh, from their managers within their job description to actually do this and do it really well. Because then what happens is when they start to have to fit it in or, you know, their managers, uh, you know, make up a story about how they're not doing their other job uh, or, you know, they feel overwhelmed or overworked or whatever it is, then you say, see, this is why we didn't do it in the first place because it didn't work. And my response to that is, see, this is what happens when you don't compensate people for something that you said was important. You can see, you can see, right? Can you see how that might look in your organization? That most of the work that people are doing for your company, they're getting paid for, but this work is volunteer. I'm here to watch your back. I'm, I'm here to be your coach. I'm here to uh, keep you from making a mistake. But some, some of you that are listening to me and are leaders and you have people volunteering their time for the work day to work on this stuff, um, I want to gently invite you to reconsider. 
I mean, again, give them hours, give them stipend, give them, give them pay, whatever it is. Cause I guarantee you, you're going to, you're going to get the best out of them. I mean, you're probably already getting the best out of them to a degree, because again, it's something that they care about. It's something that they're passionate about. But what I would invite you to do is to consider doing the right thing by making it easier for them to do diversity work, not make it harder. I mean, if you think about it, if your people are volunteering in this work, they have to fit it in around their already busy schedule. And so in essence, as a leader, what you're doing is you're making it harder. You're making it harder for them to do this work. You are actually creating a stumbling block for them to, to do this work that is ultimately gonna benefit your company. So I would invite you this year that if there's one thing that you could uh, breathe life into, there's one thing that you could invest in, that you could uh, make a big dent in for the good is compensate the people that are working on your diversity groups. Again, particularly if the purpose of that group is to better the organization through recommendations and work and communication and all these things, leading teams, whatever it is. Compensate them and help them when they have to go to their managers or their bosses, when they have to ask for this. And for some of you that you're listening and you're part of a, a diversity group, don't, don't wait. Don't, don't wait for your senior leader to initiate this. You need to go initiate it because no longer is it going to be okay to just be like, well, you know, I was volunteering, so I could only give so much to it, right? Go ask, go ask your boss for hours, go ask your boss for time and be specific, make a big ask this year particularly if you love the work that you're doing on your diversity group, if you love the work uh, that you're doing and you're passionate about it. Some of you are really good at it. But it's not going to help you if you have to keep volunteering your hours. You know, you actually have a life. And those of you that are, are le leading, your people have a life outside of work. And I want to invite you to reconsider this because it doesn't feel fair. In fact, it doesn't feel equitable. And isn't that the whole point? <laughs> That's the whole point. It doesn't feel equitable. So what I want you to consider today is the question, are you making it easier or harder for your staff and people that work for you or for yourself? to make some real headway in the work of diversity. Let's be equitable together. Pay them, <laughs> compensate them, trust me. The work can only get better. Let's go. This episode of the Culture Coach Podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com 
keeping count of what counts. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.